Coming up on this episode of The Wheelhouse, Poise, the second of five arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership. Stay tuned. Welcome to Season 3 of The Wheelhouse. I'm your host, Dr. Grant Chandler, CEO of Students Matter. In this season, we'll mix interviews and conversations with in-depth thinking around one of our four foundational components of our framework, accomplishment-driven leadership. We'll explore the five arenas of ADL, how to plot a growth trajectory, and then how to use those arenas to do what matters most, serve our students by growing our people. We believe it's our priority as educators to prove to each student and to each teacher that they are both distinctive and irreplaceable. Together, let's continue to step up to this incredibly important challenge and add additional tools and skills right into our wheelhouse. Hello and welcome to today's episode. You know, in this season, we've been exploring this idea of accomplishment-driven leadership. And so far, we've defined what we mean by that term, the accomplishment-driven leader, and we've explored the first of five of the arenas of the accomplishment-driven leader, captainship. So let's just take a moment and, and recap some of our central ideas before we move to that second tenet, that second arena of accomplishment-driven leadership. You know, an accomplishment-driven leader has to be more than just a manager, and they have to be more than just a good teacher. At their core, they must be deeply committed to a strategic vision and deeply committed to growing, guiding, and nurturing their team members if they have any hope of reaching their destination. So an accomplishment-driven leader is completely dedicated to growth. And as we talked about in the first episode, the opposite of growth is decay. And we're going to see that play out today when we think about the incredible stress that everybody associated with education uh, is working under as a result of our third school year operating in the midst of a global pandemic. But before we go there, what is it that you bring to the table? This journey to become an accomplishment-driven leader is a journey inward as well as a journey outward. And there are some really fundamental questions that we hope we help you think about as we proceed through this season of The Wheelhouse. Who are you? What do you bring to the work? What do you stand for? How committed are you to the vision of your district, of your building, of your classroom? How are you going to get it all done? And how do you grow and evolve along the way? And what does it really take to grow someone? Well, you've, there's got to be a relationship, a connectedness. There are skills the leader needs. And we call those the arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership. There's the time it takes to do the work. We call that the trajectory. And there's a growth trajectory for ourselves using what we call the leader's compass for plotting that growth trajectory. There's time to deeply know and understand those we seek to grow, 
We call that the schema. And then there are the actions that we take to move our team members forward, plotting or setting course. So let's talk about the obvious, the pandemic. You can't go anywhere and talk to any educator or look at any social media without realizing and recognizing and validating that everyone's experiencing a rough year. And some would argue, and I think I would agree, that it is the roughest of all COVID years so far. And did we ever think that we would be dealing with the third academic school year that's happening in the midst of this global pandemic? So many of us feel like we're treading water. Many teachers and leaders think that they wish they were treading water. They're actually drowning and and feeling like they're being overtaken by the forces that are out there, natural and some man-made. Some of some folks long for it to return to what it was before the, the pandemic. And some of us realize that it'll never return to what it was and that we hope that we'll take many of the things that we've learned and we'll recreate a new reality for public education. That We'll use strategies that we're relying on now to move us forward rather than using strategies that we relied on in the past. You know, I will be the first one to acknowledge that it is an incredibly rough year for teachers. That from safety protocols to you name it, and we're gonna we're gonna summarize some of those things. It's tough. Everyone feels attacked from safety measures to what we teach in our classrooms. There is anger in this world. There is anger in this country. And there's anger right here in the midst of schooling our children. Board meetings are war zones. (laughs) And let's not forget TikTok, right? Encouraging our youth to vandalize bathrooms and now to even encourage assaulting educators. So is it just rough for teachers? Without minimizing that roughness, because I absolutely believe that being a teacher in 2021 in the midst of this global pandemic is one of the roughest things that someone could ever experience within our profession. But it's also incredibly rough for leaders, leaders who spend exorbitant amounts of time enforcing safety protocols, enforcing contact tracing and quarantining, announcing bus runs that aren't going to run because we don't have bus drivers, communicating all sorts of things that the school and and the district is having difficulty doing as a result of COVID and the pandemic. And we're dealing, these leaders are dealing with a lot of anger. 
a lot of anger from teachers, a lot of anger from students, a lot of anger from parents, from the community, from everywhere. Relationships are on edge. And it seems as if everywhere you go, it feels as if trust is broken. What a dismal opening to this pod, this, this podcast episode. And yet let's think about, we, we won't survive unless we retool, unless we rethink, and unless we grow. If we aren't growing, what's happening? If we're just treading water, trying to do the same things that we were doing somewhere prior to a global pandemic, and we're really on the verge of decaying, and we're on the verge of drowning, because learning and growing will save us. As I was looking through Twitter over the weekend, I always look for something that is going to be a springboard or be a, a sense of, of um, motivation or conceptualizing um, some of the details of, of, of the next episode of The Wheelhouse. I came across a five-part tweet from Kareem Farah, the co-founder of the Modern Classrooms Project. And he posted it on Twitter on October 9th. And I'm not going to read you the whole thing. It's brilliant. Uh, it's absolutely brilliant. But there are some things that I think really sets the stage for talking about poise as an arena of accomplishment-driven leadership. And he talks about the fact that, that you know, it, how difficult this particular year is. And he and I agree, although we've never met, he and I agree that this is probably the, the, the most difficult year in public education. And he summarizes beautifully, and so I'm going to quote him, he summarizes beautifully the big issues that we face every single day in schools and districts all over the country. First, horrific human capital challenges. There are staffing shortages and absences, and we don't have people to fill vacancies, and we don't have people to fill positions when people are absent. And that consequence, he argues, is stressed out leaders and teachers having to cover during their prep periods, having to think about you know, I, I work with a principal who says about one o'clock in the afternoon on Sundays, the calls start coming in. And so a large chunk of his weekend, when he should be re-energizing, is really spent trying to think about how he's going to move and how he's going to get coverage for a building when he has nobody, right, on uh at his fingertips to to fill in for these um, vacancies that occur when people are gone, either because they themselves have COVID or they have other reasons to be away from their job. Second, he says there are constant disruptions to learning. Of course, right? As we look at attendance records all over the country, we see that kids are frequently having to miss school and classrooms are constantly having to quarantine. And so relying on what he calls traditional ways of providing instruction 
isn't capable of handling that reality. And so teachers are really stressed because they're trying to do what they know how to do. And they, and those things are not equipped to deal with the frequency and the numbers and the intensity of absences from classrooms. And then third, students have a great diversity, he says, of academic and social and emotional needs than ever before. And, you know, he argues then that that means that that's requiring a whole lot of one-on-one and small group support. And we've seen this play out over and over and over again by students who have forgotten or never developed those self-awareness and self-management skills, those social and emotional skills that they need in order to self-regulate in classrooms. And so we're seeing classroom management challenges in some cases like like we've never seen before. And I think Mr. Farah does a great job of of describing those big those big issues, human capital issues, constant disruptions to, to learning because of absences, and a great diversity of academic and social emotional needs. And so you you see teachers struggling, and you see leaders struggling, and everyone is pointing when you, you know, to a lack of leadership. Everybody's talking about the fact that we need leadership in our buildings, in our districts, in order to be able to navigate the waters. The, the, the waters are choppy. We're about to capsize. And I argue leadership is there. We just need a new type of leadership, and we have to grow it from within. And that's what this season of The Wheelhouse is all about. Defining that leadership, growing those arenas so we can lead differently, and plotting our course and moving forward. In our last episode, we talked about captainship. Today, we'll look at the second of five arenas, poise. Now, when we were conceptualizing the whole idea of that theoretical construct of accomplishment-driven leadership and thinking about those five arenas, you know, I am often uh, noted for choosing really interesting language. And and in a lot of the work, people will notice and they'll talk about the fact that, wow, that's such an important word or such a, a cleverly chosen word and and to be honest you know we really spend a lot of time thinking about choosing those words in that vocabulary that will really paint the picture and make it really clear on an intellectual level and even an emotional level about what it is that we're talking about. And poise is one of those examples where we thought long and hard about what it is, what is the word that we can use that will describe this characteristic or this competency, this arena, if you will, that we need these new leaders or this new type of leadership to emerge. Poise. A personal commitment to leveraging one's own self-awareness, self-development, self-confidence, and resilience to lead courageously. 
a personal commitment to leveraging one's own self-awareness, self-development, self-confidence, and resilience to lead courageously. Corn Ferry, the global organizational consulting firm, they do a lot of work in leadership, says, and I quote, leading is a courageous act. It's being out front, ushering in change and challenging the status quo. Courage involves being comfortable with the conflict that is inherent to being a champion of an idea or course of action. What an incredible description of courage, right? And leading. And I I think it's so incredible. I'm just going to, so you don't have to hit the rewind button. I'm just going to say that again. Quote, leading is a courageous act. It's being out front, ushering in change and challenging the status quo. Courage involves being comfortable with the conflict that is inherent to being a champion of an idea or a course of action, end quote. And boy, do we have a lot to champion now. We have to figure out what it means to teach our children while the pandemic continues. We have to think about what it means to restructure and rethink public education. We have to remember what the Secretary of Education said about equity and that this is the prime opportunity for us to really create equitable schools and classrooms across the country so that we can stop leaving certain children behind. And so while I would absolutely agree that much is on the shoulders of our courageous teachers in our classrooms, just as much, but in a very different way, is on our leaders in buildings and in districts. And it will require different levels of of skills and competencies. And today we're talking about poise, right? The ability to really know and grow oneself, right? Being self-aware, right? Knowing what you're good at, knowing what you're not good at, thinking about how you grow and how you learn and how you take on new challenges, right? Self-development, that process of, of getting and acquiring and using new skills as we think about navigating so much in a world that we aren't even sure what is going what it's going to look like uh, in another week, in another month, in another school year. Self-confidence. We cannot support our teachers and other staff We can't bring about change. We can't help people stop treading water. We can't help them swim if we don't have the self-confidence that we need to influence the situation that we find ourselves in. We have to have the skill and the self-confidence to not only challenge what's happening, but break the norms that are out there now that get in the way. And finally, we've also got to be 
extremely resilient. I think school's been in session for between six and eight weeks, depending on where you are in the country, whether you started, you know, some of you start in August, early August, and some of you start in September. But boy, we have seen setback after setback after setback so far. And while a lot of what's happening, we could argue is, you know, a little bit, you know, we're, we're moving and grooving, we still have setbacks. We still have issues that are pandemic influenced. We still have this idea of you know, all of this anger and resentment and this volatility in our in our schools and in our work environment. And resilient leaders, they kind of expect that. They anticipate that and they're ready to move and they're ready to take action almost before those challenges occur. And so someone who is poised, a leader who has poise, has made that personal commitment to look inward, to look inward and understand who they are, what they bring to the table, what skills they have, what skills they need to grow and develop, right? To what degree they, they can bounce back from, from setbacks and conflict and put themselves in a place where they can lead courageously, where they can be the champion of an idea or a course of action. Within our course called Positioning Accomplishment Driven Leadership in the Learning Together Academy, we, we've developed a rubric for poise as we have for our other, for the other four arenas of accomplishment driven leadership. And we use the same headings in each of the in each of the rubrics, you know, inadequate, fundamental, beneficial, and noteworthy. And at the inadequate level, when you're thinking about poise, you are powerless to lead. You're following and reacting. At the fundamental level, we kind of lead without hesitation, right? We, we lead because we have to. We're put into a situation where we're going to have to make a decision whether or not we want to make that decision and whether or not we want to, to take action. At the beneficial level, you see that we're leading decisively and confidently. And then what separates beneficial from noteworthy is the idea of leading boldly and leading courageously. Someone who is exceptionally well poised understands the need, especially now in 2021, to be bold and courageous in supporting their building leaders, their teachers, their support staff, and their students as we navigate very, very difficult times. So what are some things that poised leaders do? They ensure that they provide the information to the people who can do the most with it. They courageously respond to and face criticism. They can understand themselves well enough that they can manage their own emotions 
and they can expect emotional responses from others and can often facilitate that navigation of that emotional interaction. They can respond constructively to criticism and they learn to navigate through really, really tough situations. One of the things that we've done at Students Matter, which is the organization that produces the wheelhouse, is we've done a lot of work supporting um, accomplishment-driven leaders and those those principals and, le- and teachers and teacher leaders and superintendents who are on this journey to become accomplishment-driven leaders. And we've had we had our first retreat in July. We're hoping to have another retreat in July of 2022. But one of the things that that came up, which is really interesting, is this idea that a poised leader really needs what a colleague calls a reflective colleague. So we used to use the term coach and uh, one of our one of our principals responded very negatively to to that word coach. Um, and there are lots of amazing coaching models out there right from all over the country cognitive coaching and and there's just a, a ton of really good models for for being a really really good coach but for some that whole idea of coach also you know you've got some negative connotations that come with it you know one of those is you know uh, coaches tell people what to do and you get benched at times and and teachers are just you know, there's a lot of resentment around principals who come in and try to coach their teachers when you know and so we we with his permission we've we've made a, a change to that language and now we say that you know uh, accomplishment driven leaders need a reflective colleague someone to safely non-judgmentally have all sorts of conversations with to you know to think through situations before you move to think through situations after you move to be a source of information that that you don't necessarily have but it is this relationship this ongoing deep relationship with a reflective colleague whether that is someone in the district someone outside the district someone from central office you know, uh, someone from, uh, you know, an external, an external consultant, having that reflective colleague where you can have really deep, really meaningful, regular, ongoing conversations as you are on this journey to become an accomplishment-driven leader is really, really important. And I've seen, having done that work with, with leaders, how incredibly important that reflective colleague is for, I would say, you know, you, a, a lot of times people think that it's, you know, the person who's got the weakest skills, but I'm going to argue it's even more important for the person with the most skills who is most equipped to take this journey because those are the people, right, that are asking the, themselves the really tough questions. And so when you think about poise, being this one being so inward, it's a really important time to introduce this idea of having a reflective colleague because 
it's much easier to reflect inward doing that with with somebody else in a very private very quiet very non-judgmental way and that source of support i think is really important to the work and to growing in that that poise that that arena that we call poise i want to leave you with a couple of quotes about courage because i think this whole idea of leading boldly and courageously is such an important parameter such an important um thing that happens as a result of really developing this arena we call poise mahatma gandhi says it's easy to stand in the crowd but it takes courage to stand alone. And Maya Angelou said, courage is the most important of all virtues because without courage, you can't practice any other virtue consistently. And I would argue without poise, without that arena of self-awareness and self, that commitment to self-development and self-confidence and resilience and really knowing knowing who I am as a leader and what I bring to the table and what I'm gonna what I'm gonna do to, to grow folks without that sense of poise we'll never get to courage. In our course positioning accomplishment driven leadership we have of course some tools and and supports to help you in this journey including the leader's compass rubrics for each of the five arenas of accomplishment driven leadership and guided support to grow each arena and to move you forward in that growth trajectory next week in episode four we'll talk about the third arena of accomplishment driven leadership guidance and that wraps up another episode of the wheelhouse if you have something you'd like to share or a teaching or leadership problem you'd like to see us address drop us a line at online academy at ourstudentsmatter.org and we'll add that to our lineup together our goal is to continuously expand our own leadership and instructional expertise and to prove to each student that his or her life is of immense and irreplaceable value this is hard work but it is the noblest of all professions until next time remember we can do this <laughs>